0: The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. How you doing, Ewan? Not too bad, my friend. Here I am in our studios in Glasgow, and you are... In Manchester. Manchester, mate. I'm down, you know, in Manchester. That's are, you, the ender. are you uh twisting my melons, man? Twisting my melons. Except in a, a Mancunian accent, yeah. That um, was that was Manchester, was it no? I don't know what that was. I'll try de- again.
1: Hold on a wee second, hold on a second. I need right. to get I need to get into character for this then, right? So if you're in Manchester, I need to get into the Manchester character. I've got a tub hat on mm-hmm. and I've got a T-shirt on, I've got jeans and a pair of boots.
0: That's that's what people in Manchester exclusively wear.
1: And hold on a wee second, so Sunshine. In my mouth, no, it's not right either. No, no. no. Yeah, can, no. Can, can you do a Mancunian accent?
0: I can say words. Say, just like give me it, words. Hacienda,
1: hacienda.
0: Oh, that's, <laughs> no, that, was no, that was more Liverpool. That was more Liverpool. That was yes. actually not bad, mate. That was very good. You're pretty good at this, aren't you? No, this is such a niche impression that I can do. But you know who this guy is. Producer Chris will know who he is as well. But probably the vast majority of people listening will not know this man. But in the media the guy behind Tea in the Park and Transmit Festival is a, <laughs> a man called Jeff Ellis yes. Right?
1: Yes. Right. right but there's a lot of people who will have seen Jeff on the telly talk yeah. about Transmit
0: it's <laughs> such a niche impression but I've spoken to this guy and Jeff talks like that a lot because he's always talking about all the great upcoming artists at Transmit you know we've got Jake Bugs going to be on the main stage for the first time which is great for Jake you know I remember seeing him in the Asi back in the day in Manchester and you know he talks <laughs> Like that, almost constantly, but I'm going to stop doing this impression because, as I said, it's incredibly niche and I don't think people are going to get it. So, that's that's Jeff Ellis, who he's the guy behind Transmit, of course, and Teen the Park, and all that uh-huh. stuff as well. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, honestly, I would have thought that was AI. That's very impressive, Stephen, because if I didn't know any different, I would have thought that was Jeff Ellis. That, that,
0: that was Jeff Ellis uh, yeah. doing the big Scottish football <laughs> podcast, right. Right, okay, anyway, <laughs> right, I, I do need to stop doing this impression because uh-huh. it's so niche. It's, yeah. uh, if you're interested, just go to like YouTube and type uh-huh. in Jeff LST in the park and you'll see an interview with him and then you can judge for yourself. But anyway, we have had some good feedback. Have we? Yes, from Andy Rabble. He says on Twitter, only recently stumbled across this podcast a few weeks ago. Now every week, it's a must listen. Love the constant arguing. It's hilarious. What's his name? Andy Rabble. Do you think that's his real name? I don't think so. I mean, I I, I wouldn't imagine that's a real name, Andy Rabble. But if it is your name, that's a perfectly funny name. I've never known a Rabble in my life. I've been in a Rabble, but I've never known a Rabble. Mr. and Mrs. Rabble. So, (laughs) Andy Rabble, thank you very much. Sadly for you, Andy, the Scottish football season is over for another year. We've got two more podcasts. We're going to do one next Monday. And I've got a task to set you, Ewan, for next Monday. You tell me now or you tell me later? Eh, I'll tell you now. Next Monday... I want you Uh to book a guest for the podcast who has won the Champions League. A guest who's won the Champions League? There's literally been thousands of players. Well, maybe not thousands, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of players who have won the Champions League. You just need to get one of them on the podcast next week, okay? Paul Lambert? I I don't care who it is. It can be Paul Lambert if you want. It can be anyone. I've got his number. As long as they've won the Champions League. Now, what I would say. Jimmy Carragher, he won it. Jimmy Carragher won it as well. Yep, absolutely. So just so ex- to keep pond that so we could access. Well, no, this is your problem. This is a Ewan Cameron well, well, problem. Why, for why next am week. I getting tasked? It's because I am just a contributor. Surely this is a producer's job. Well, between you and Chris, you can knock your heads together. Well, well, but wait, I'm going to give you a task. Right, so that's the task. Get somebody on with the Champions League. I will give you extra points if you get someone who's not Scottish. Hold on a wee second. What the fuck are you doing for the next week? Well, I've set myself a task for the following week. Which is? Because we're going to be talking about the Scotland games. Right. I'm going to get a Scotland guest on. Yeah, but that's easy for you because you already work with the Scotland squad. Why am I getting the hard task? It's not that hard, you've just said yourself Hundreds and hundreds of people have won the Champions League And you, you just need to get one person <sighs> right, Who's won I, the Champions League
1: Right, okay, I'll, I will, I will endeavour to, fi- to Could it be a European Cup? Yes, before there it was a Champions yeah, League Of
0: course, of course, yes So I could get a former Celtic player Yeah, yeah you could yeah. Right, But, okay. as a, but as a, I'll give you extra points If, if it's not
1: a Scottish person
0: If you get a Scottish person, that's almost too easy is that, is that your task? I think so, yeah. I think not a Scottish player. So obviously in recent times you've got like Andy Robertson, yeah. Darren Fletcher. Yes. Uh, you'll have... or the Darren, Darren Fletcher missed out in the final, didn't he? But he was he got, still
1: part of the squad though.
0: He was still part of the squad. So he's still, still got a medal. Him. And uh, I guess Paul Lambert. So those yeah. are the sorry, other three. So someone okay.
1: else. I'll try and get Messi because um, he's, he's he's got nothing on just now. He's been dropped by PSG.
0: Exactly. So he'll yeah. not be busy. So yeah. I'd, listen, I would take... Lionel Messi on the podcast yeah, and Ronaldo's but, quite
1: bored in Saudi Arabia so he might do it uh,
0: true Benzema he's, he's Benzema. Also- well,
1: he, he he probably won't advertise the fact he's getting 200 million pounds a season for yeah. going to Saudi Arabia so we can maybe look at him as well what about if I got a manager like Mourinho or something
0: yep I'll Good. take a manager
1: right. I, I'm happy to accept your challenge and I will have somebody on the podcast next week that has won the European Cup or Champions League
0: as player or manager as player or manager and they I'm won't gi- be Scottish I'm giving you a wide brief there okay so and the, they the, won't be Scottish
1: I promise you they will not be Scottish
0: Okay, dokie that's fine then that's for next week the week after that is the Scotland games I'll have a Scotland legend on the show okay you I'm already us- know who that is because you've got so many contacts in that realm Exactly. And that's why I gave myself the easy one and you the difficult one. So <laughs> uh, two podcasts left this season. Uh, lots to chat about, obviously, over the weekend. So the Scottish Premiership playoffs concluded yesterday. And of course, it was the Scottish Cup on Saturday and we will get to VAR WTF, a couple of big decisions particularly in the playoff final yes. yesterday, we'll go through if, Yeah, your shouts for if Scottish football was a video game and you can go and find us, the Big Scottish Football Podcast, that is our name, you can get us on Twitter on at big football Scott. you can get us on Instagram, Facebook as well, just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast and make sure you are subscribed wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode particularly next week's episode because you and Cameron is going to get an actual Champions League slash European Cup winner on the show and give us a big fat five juicy stars as well please right let's go straight into it then Ewan and we'll start with the Scottish Cup final on Saturday it was Celtic three Inverness one Celtic completing the treble we'll get to Ange in a second because obviously that is the burning topic at this time I'm sure there are talks ongoing as we record this podcast on Monday morning but in terms of the actual game itself Celtic were obviously well in control of the game. Yes. But the first half, I thought Inverness defended really well. And it was only until they conceded the goal that they started to look a bit leggy. They lost their concentration a wee bit. But up until that point, I mean, I don't think Rogers had a save to make. But then Celtic never
1: looked like they were threatened either. And to be honest with you, we've all been talking about Celtic winning the treble For me they just went through the motions They did what they needed to do I think the biggest surprise from the weekend Not the fact that Celtic won Because they were expected to win The biggest surprise for me was it took them so long to take the lead That was the big surprise And yes I thought Inverness defended well Celtic were in second gear If I'm being honest with you I don't even think they got any third gear I thought it was pretty easy for them I know that Celtic get a wee fright possibly when they score that late goal to make it 2-1 in the 84th minute because then you're thinking... The Inverness rally now and they get a late equaliser and take it into extra time but again they didn't even really threaten an equaliser so yeah fair play to Billy Dodds and his team he tweaked it he did a tactical change it kind of worked for them but Celtic were always on top and they were always going to win the game now I'll be honest with you it was men against boys I mean it really was I mean Celtic were head and shoulders and you're going to expect that obviously but the gulf between Celtic and the rest not just in the Premier League but for all of Scottish football Is huge. I mean, it is massive. I mean, they're such a a good side, but I'm really impressed by Celtic and the job that Ange has done has been tremendous. And I'll be honest with you, it might not be a bad thing, him leaving Scottish football, because it might bring Celtic back a wee bit closer to the rest of us.
0: I'm going to give Inverness a wee bit of credit as well, though, because I think a lot of people, probably myself included, Thought that it was going to be An absolute demolition on Saturday Like people look at the scoreline And people were saying Like I heard a caller on Super Scoreboard On Friday night Saying it was going to be a record defeat In a Scottish Cup final A Celtic fan coming on Saying it was going to be 7-8 Possibly 9-0 or something like that But Stephen I think it could have been If Celtic had decided to take But but it wasn't That's the point I'm making I think
1: think Celtic had the handbrake on For most of that game Maybe a wee bit of professionalism. They didn't want to run riot, possibly. What's that got to do? Well, that's
0: not very professional. Why would they do that? You're talking absolute nonsense. But you, you don't if, know what the
1: mindset is. Maybe they're in the dressing room we'll going, see, "Do you know what? Let's not batter on the day. Let's not rub their noses oh, in it. Shut up. Let's just go out there. We'll, plop it. we'll get a sun time oh, yeah, before yeah. we score our first goal. And then when we need to score, we'll just go and score the goal.
0: Absolutely not. Celtic would have been wanting to score as many goals as possible. No, I don't. I,
1: I genuinely think they did what they. Needed to do without breaking a sweat. If they wanted to absolutely obliterate them, they could
0: have done. So for the first thirty minutes, Celtic just weren't trying, were they? It's not that they weren't trying. I well, just that's what you were saying. But the, the, okay, you were, you were saying okay. they... we're Celtic at their best. No, right? Were but, but, Celtic but in second gear. I think Celtic were finding it difficult to break down Inverness for a, the first thirty-five minutes or so. Do
1: you know what it was like? It was a bit like Tyson Fury, right? He's up against this unknown fighter. And for the first five, six, seven rounds, he's toying with them. He's kind of throwing out a few jabs here, a wee jab there, a wee jab there. And then he gets bored. He wins, oh, fuck it. Yeah, and then knocks them out.
0: You know, I, I think you're being a bit harsh on Inverness, to be honest not with a, you. Listen, yeah, you've got you're, you're levels. Being harsh
1: Celtic's mindset was not to batter them. That's what I'm getting at. They wanted to go into that game. Celtic
0: and, would have battered Inverness if they could have on Saturday. They found it difficult in the opening 35 minutes. Come on, Steve. Well, 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 well why, why is it still 0-0 after 38 minutes then? As I said, Celtic are quite happy to toy with them. You're talking absolute dross. So, as per usual, I'm not saying that Celtic were in any danger of losing that match on Saturday. Not chance. I'm not saying that at all. It's never going to happen. Inverness defended really well for the first 35 minutes or so and Celtic were finding it... Th- I mean, Ridgers didn't have a save to make for the first 35 minutes. You're telling me that Celtic would just be like, nah, actually, we don't want to test the goalkeeper in, in 35 minutes. We'll just we'll just pass the ball but OK, Stephen, see that point where
1: Inverness scored their goal to go 2-1? Yep. Celtic, they They kept possession, and then they went after them. And what happens? they got their third goal.
0: We were doing a special show for MFR on Saturday, myself and Steve Cowan. Off air, I said, after Inverness scored, I was like, I bet you Celtic will score a third now. Yeah. Because what happened was, Inverness obviously had to go for it a wee bit. They got caught forward, and then obviously Celtic have got the pace and the quality, the power just to blow teams away. But I don't think that, even Ange said after the match, he wasn't particularly happy with the way that Celtic performed, particularly in the first half. And I think he would have had a few choice words at halftime, even though they were leading. And they should have actually been leading by more. Correct. But it wasn't a stunning performance from Celtic. They got the job done. They've won the treble and that is all that matters. But I just wanted to give a little bit of credit to Inverness because I thought a lot of people were just thinking this is going to be double figures. And I thought that Billy Dodds Set them up really well. It was wave after wave of Celtic attack, but without threatening. If it got to 0 0 at half time, I still think Celtic would have gone on and won, obviously. But Billy Dodds, I think, can be very proud of his players. Like you're saying that Celtic couldn't be bothered for the first 35 minutes, which is not true. I think they knew they were winning it. Celtic were frustrated in the first half. You could see Ange on the sidelines. He wasn't happy with the way Celtic were playing. And you're just saying, oh, that was part of the plan. They couldn't, if, if they could have just tried a wee bit harder. No, they didn't. Inverness restricted them really, really well. And then obviously the pressure paid off in the end. Do you know what else I think was a problem?
1: Possibly, right? All the hullabaloo surrounding Ange Postecoglou in the build-up to this game. And I think the Celtic players who love and adore and clearly love working with Ange, might have had that in their head as well, knowing that this was probably the last time that they were going to be in a dressing room with Ange. And I think that may have affected their performance slightly. Every single player would burst their gut for him. There's players on that team who came because of Ange. Mm -hmm. What are they going to think? So there's a lot going on in their
0: heads in the build-up to that game. So... I'm just keeping a list of why Celtic didn't play very well in that first half so first of all it started off with uh, they weren't trying secondly it was no 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 they were just toying Winverness. and thirdly they're sad about (laughs) Ange So, <laughs> like, yeah, in mean, round that, a roundabout way that sums up we've just that, talked that, for the last 15 minutes up, and yeah. that's, all, that's all I needed to say it was right. sad about Ange that's what it is so anyway it was Kyoko his 34th goal of the season the most in one campaign since Lee Griffith uh, Lee Griffiths, I should say scored 40 in all competitions in 2015-16 a bad art as well getting the second goal of course Danny McKay uh, getting that goal back for Inverness and you know fair play to Danny McKay Inverness boy I know he's at Hibs now he's back on loan at Inverness playing for his boyhood team in a Scottish Cup final and scoring a goal. Absolutely brilliant. He'll remember that for the rest of his life. And uh, Jota, obviously, getting the third goal that wrapped it up. So Ange won five out of six domestic trophies he's competed for. 41st Scottish Cup for Celtic. A fifth treble in seven years. And a record eighth treble overall. And no surprise,
1: when you consider and compare the budgets between Celtic and, say, Aberdeen, who finished third, or Hearts, who finished fourth, I mean, there's no surprise that Celtic have dominated. You've still got to go out there and play the game, and you've still got to beat the the opponent in front of you, no matter what level they're at.
0: I I think I'm right in saying, just sorry, Ewan, just to come in here, but I think I'm, I'm right in saying, Neil Lennon... The first time around, I don't think he got a treble, did he?
1: No, I don't think he did. No, I think...
0: Ronnie Dylan definitely didn't get a treble in his two seasons. No,
1: hold on a minute. I've got a brilliant stat here for you, actually, which I screen grabbed. Prior to the 2016-17 season, Celtic had only done a domestic treble three times in their history... So since 2016-17 season, they've now done the domestic treble five times.
0: The point I was going to make there as well is, yeah, that's a, that is a, a very good start. But Celtic failed to win a treble when Rangers were making their way through the leagues, you know, from 2013 onwards. That's right, because Inverness the, won a cup and so the, hearts and that, yeah, you're right. They had chances to win trebles and didn't. And obviously the five trebles have come since Rangers were in the top flight again. So interesting. Anyway, let's move on to Ange then. And as we sit, the time is 5 to 11 on Monday morning. There is still no news, but he's away. He's going to Tottenham. Is it the right move for Ange?
1: Yeah, yeah. You can't turn down a club like Spurs. Have you seen that stadium? You've seen the training facilities. The potential of that club, how big the club is, you cannot turn that down. But I have made this point before and I'm going to make it again. But if Celtic and Rangers are in the English Premier League, Ange Postacoglu does not leave Celtic for Tottenham. Ange Postacoglu is not leaving Celtic. He's leaving Scottish football. Celtic are such a massive football club, not just here in Scotland or in the UK, but worldwide. They are bigger than Spurs. Rangers are bigger than Spurs. The problem for Celtic and Rangers, for the size of clubs that they are, is that they are in the Scottish Premiership. And I don't think Ange Postacoglu Leaves for Spurs if Celtic are in the Premier League. I don't think that Steven Gerrard leaves Rangers for Aston Villa if Rangers are in the Premier League. Brendan Rodgers does not swap Celtic for Leicester City if Celtic are in the Premier League. They are leaving Scottish football. They're leaving the boredom of playing each other four times a season, five times, six times a season. That's the big issue that Scottish football has got. And also the gap between the top and the rest is bigger than it's ever been, that I think it's quite easy for a manager to get bored. And I think that's the problem that we've got here. When we get star players or star managers or managers that do really well, first opportunity they get to leave, they're gone. And I don't blame Ange Postacoglu. The guy did a tremendous job in the Far East. He's done a fantastic job at Celtic.
0: So yes, I'm not surprised he's going to Spurs. Why wouldn't you? All those things, they playing each other four times a season, the fact that Celtic and Rangers are so far ahead of everybody else, that's how Celtic and Rangers like it. And they're not wanting to give that up. So that's not going to change.
1: Well, then the Celtic fans and Rangers fans then have to understand why their best managers and their best players will jump
0: at the first opportunity that
1: comes now, their way.
0: Also, I'll add to this as well, Martin O'Neill left Celtic. He took a year out, then he went to Aston Villa. Yeah. At that time, the gap between Celtic and Aston Villa financially probably suggests that Celtic were bigger than Aston Villa at that point in terms of like finances totally. and stuff like that. Totally. Because the
1: Champions League football, et cetera, get into a UFA Cup final and all that.
0: But he still stepped down from Celtic and he still went to Aston Villa. Both Martin O'Neill and Neil Lennon Are probably two of the, the biggest Celtic men I hate that phrase But Celtic men That you could find You know mm-hmm. Grew up supporting Celtic yep. But even they Were like Nah I've had enough
1: You do not leave A club like Celtic You just no, but, don't And I so know that's A horrible thing You're saying it Sounds no, like I'm but, being Really negative But No when, it's,
0: it's, it's, but it's it's not you're, you're framing this In the incorrect way I'm afraid Well you go are. on
1: then Tell me where I'm Getting it wrong
0: No, I agree with you, but the way you're framing it is it's the rest of Scottish football's fault when in actual fact, it's Celtic and Rangers' fault because that's the way they want Scottish football to be. Right, see when I worked
1: on the football phone-in with Ruffy, those two clubs. Wait, 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 This This is the real
0: football phone with (laughs) you Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. Carry on. Right, this was a
1: debate that cropped up so often and I always pushed to get rid of Celtic and Rangers Celtic and Rangers have outgrown Scottish football Celtic and Rangers are too good for our league and I want rid of them is it going to happen no so what happens then is that people like Ange the Celtic fans right now there's a few of them out there who are really upset that he's walking out on them they have to look at the bigger picture here if you get an opportunity to go to a better league to manage up against Liverpool and Man City and Man United, you're going to jump at that. And it's not even about the money. I personally would love to see Celtic and Rangers in the English Premiership. And I hope one day that I'm alive to see it, because I think the Celtic and Rangers would thrive. And the reason that it will never happen is because the likes of Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Spurs, they all know if Celtic and Rangers get down in that Premier League, and they get to challenge and compete within four or five years, they'd be challenging for league titles. That's how big a club they both are.
0: All of this is redundant because it's, no, it's never going to happen.
1: No, no, because my point is this. There's a lot of fans out there who are really upset with Steven Gerrard. How can you walk out in Rangers for crappy Aston Villa? How can you walk out in Celtic for a club like Spurs who are a basket case at the moment and go and work with a nutcase like Daniel Levy and all that stuff? Celtic and Rangers fans, you need to understand they're not walking out in the club because they don't love the club. They're walking out on the league. Because it's now seen as a stepping stone to the bigger clubs and the bigger leagues. And that's why they jump ship to go and get themselves involved and managing in a club side that's in a better league. You don't think we'll ever see it? No.
0: All of that chat you've just given there about North Atlantic leagues and Celtic and Rangers going to the Premier League. It's never, ever, ever going to happen. Would
1: you like to see it happen? Because I
0: would. You know what I would really want more than anything? just to make the whole of Scottish football better and more competitive. There's more chance of that happening than Celtic and Rangers leaving right, and going go the then, Premier on, League. Can you tell me how you would improve Scottish football with Celtic and Rangers in it? By making sure that there's a more equal distribution of money. How would you do that? 50/50 gate receipts go back to that.
1: That's never going to happen.
0: I think a portion of Champions League money should probably go into a pot and used for league positions, youth development. I'm not saying that you don't deserve reward for being successful, but the rest of Scottish football is pishing into the wind when it comes to trying to compete with Celtic and Rangers. What I'm just wanting is teams to get a fair kick at the ball. I don't think they get a fair kick at the ball at the moment.
1: Just picking up on the point you made earlier, have you ever tried peeing in the wind?
0: Uh, I got no. caught
1: once a gust of oh, right. wind appeared from absolutely nowhere and were you
0: wearing shorts at the time I was board? wearing
1: shorts yeah right. and it was okay. running down my leg it just wasn't a pleasant experience and even though it was a chilly day it did warm me up but mm-hmm. it's not what you want to be warmed up by let's be honest about it Yeah, by um, your piss running down your leg but I've done it before. I just wondered if, if you'd ever pitched in the wind. No,
0: I, I don't. I don't think I have. I no. think I've always been mindful of the wind direction when going to pee. Do you
1: wet your finger and stick it in the air? I'll be peeing in this direction. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yes. I, th- I think I'll do that. Yes. So, uh, listen. I just want to go through the uh, prize money. This just exemplifies what I'm talking about here, and then we'll move on. These are from. SPFL Media Watch on Twitter, who's actually very good, so give him a follow if you can. Always putting up stuff like this. So, here is the breakdown of prize money. So this is just prize money, not including gate receipts, sponsorship, nothing like that. This is solely prize money from Scottish football clubs. Celtic, first, 30.1 million. Rangers, second, 21 million. Hearts, third, 7 million. Aberdeen fourth 2.5 million Hibs 2 million Motherwell 2.2 2. Dundee United 2 and then the rest all range from 1.8 million down to I think Ross County are the lowest on 1.4 Wow that's scary that's you know, that, so scary even that's... in the one league right you've got Celtic <laughs> with 30.1 million nearly actually 30.2 million Ross County getting 1.4 million <laughs> See? When you put it like that.
1: And there's Hearts, right, who got a run in the European Conference League and they played a couple of qualifiers as well for the Europa League. Their total prize money, 7 million, but 4.7 million of that has come from Europe. So if we hadn't got that run in Europe, we'd have had just over 3 million.
0: But here's the thing as well. See if you take that 25 million away from Celtic and the 17 million away from Rangers and even the 4 million away from Hearts. Celtic and Rangers are still miles ahead of everyone else.
1: I think that is a stupid idea.
0: You know it's a good idea, but it'll never be implemented. That's two different things. I'm I'm
1: putting my heart's hat on here. So so
0: basically you just want the richer teams to keep on getting richer and more rich, and then they'll keep all the money and nobody else gets anything else, and that'll improve things, will it?
1: The only way that Scottish football can be saved and be more competitive is for Celtic and Rangers to piss off go down south and mix it with the big boys because that's the kind of clubs that they are. They're two clubs. They can mix it with Man City. They can mix it with Man United and Liverpool because they would have the finances, the backing and the structure to do it. They're too big for our game and that ain't ever changing. The only way that's going to change, and this is what I've always said, right? If Hearts are going to win the league, they're going to need Sheikh Mansour or somebody to step in and buy Heart of Midlothian Football Club and start paying players 100 grand a week
0: and then it doesn't mean anything because it's all fake because there you or, go. Well, you... otherwise it wouldn't happen so like, those are your two options I think Scottish football needs radical change it makes no difference to Celtic or Rangers whether they get an extra 12 million or not really, I get your point, they're trying to compete in Europe, they're trying to buy better players to compete in Europe but I also think the top of the European game is absolutely knackered as well where you've got you know clubs like Real Madrid and Man City and Bayern Munich just hoarding all the money to themselves and that's why we get the same people in the same finals every single time and it's boring it's boring so to conclude this segment of the show Ewan Cameron wants the richer clubs to keep all their money and keep getting richer and screw everyone else in Scottish football thank you very much the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Okay, so let's move on to the Scottish Premiership playoff. It was the second leg yesterday, and it was heartbreak for Partick Thistle, losing out on penalties to Ross County, who maintained their place in the Scottish Premiership. And to talk through that heartbreak, who have we got, Ewan Cameron?
1: <laughs> we have got my co host from the greatest hits radio breakfast show. I love her dearly, but I am enjoying every single second of her pain and misery after what happened yesterday because over the years, Kaz taking great joy and pleasure out of the heart that I've experienced being a Hearts fan. And she also teases me about being a a Closet Rangers fan as well. Well, you are. (laughs) <laughs> uh, with us to discuss yesterday's uh, Premiership playoff match is Partick Thistle fan and good friend, Kat Harvey. Welcome Kat to Harvey, Harvey, the yeah, show, Kat yes. Harvey, Kat
0: Hi,
2: Harvey. Stephen. Hi, Cat.
0: How are you Kat? doing?
2: I'm shite.
0: <laughs> 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 I mean, let's be honest here, Kat. <laughs> uh-huh. it's, there are 20 minutes to go. Uh-huh. You're 3-0 up on aggregate. Yep. And then you end up losing. Is that just not the most Partick Thistle thing I've ever seen in my life
2: pretty much the most Thistle thing imaginable um, almost is it inevitable I don't know put it this way none of my mates and I w- were not surprised yeah you know yeah, even even though I mean we were brilliant in the wait a second we were, in the playoff no, games wait a second
1: no wait a second right <laughs> you're not surprised when Partick Thistle scored that goal yes go 3-0 up you went on our group chat okay. and you went woohoo no, and there was, it was all these yeah. party emojis <laughs> as if the job was done. Well it nearly was. As if you were just about <laughs> to win promotion. So don't tell me that you thought, oh, well, we thought it might happen anyway. You didn't think that at all. I've
2: followed Thistle since I was a kid, and Anything like that is very, very expected. It's the same as Scotland fans. It's the hope that kills you, isn't it?
1: Do you know what really surprised me, Stephen, about Partick Thistle, right? This was a team that finished fourth in the, the championship, right? Yep. I only found out yesterday that they've scored over 100 goals this season.
2: Yeah, well look at look at the playoff games themselves before oh. we take to the Ross County games. Sixteen goals. I know. In two matches. Unbelievable. Well, four matches, the
1: two ties. Yeah. yeah. Sixteen goals. Staggering hundred goals this season plus. And they still didn't make it <laughs> into the Premier League. And you know
0: what, as well, obviously, like prolific oh. going forward, Kat. Yeah. But at the back, that was the first goal she's conceded. I know. I no. as well I in know. the playoffs, Don't. which is just incredible. But I, you would, know, and- I
2: would like to take this opportunity to blame the ref and VAR. Oh, we, got,
1: we going the other way.
2: We? we got a wee bit of hard done to yesterday. I do you thought. think so? Yeah. Do you think it was a penalty? Well, I think we should have been given a penalty. I'm not used to it because obviously the championship doesn't have it, and it's only been the last couple of games they've used it. But yeah. ten minutes added on to the end of a half—that's <laughs> a nonsense.
0: I know, but that—that's how long the ball was out of play. I mean, that—that's what it was. And also, I do think without like treading on the toes of VAR WTF, which we'll do in just a wee second. Mm-hmm. It was the right decision to overturn that red card. It wasn't a red card. What the fuck do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? It wasn't a red card. (laughs) Not in a million years. Um, but listen,
1: <laughs> me. She's hurting,
0: right? Oh, totally. you didn't
2: that. even tell me I was coming in to talk about Thistle. He said, "Can you come into the studio for a minute?" And now here I am, and you're baiting me. I really, it, it hurts, Stephen. It hurts. I, know. I hate football. It's a rubbish game. And <laughs> but do you know what? I was. you know what? It is
1: actually sad that Partick Thistle are not in the Premier League because that travelling support yesterday yeah. it looked amazing, and also even for the first leg at the playoffs against Ross County it was what was it six, 7000 fans 7,500 and, seven yeah. and we up. took
2: about two and a half yesterday as well and that's the thing a lot of teams in the Premiership would want Thistle because we do carry a big away support we yes have,
1: you do you know we'll put money in gates everywhere we go so do you want Rudy Livingston like I do <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: They don't have a big no, travelling support. No, I don't. Is and that do you what know you're what? saying,
2: Kat? I'm going to be very humble here and say, well done to Ross County because they didn't give up, did they? No, they no, didn't. No, totally. Keep th- going I th- and I th- fair, fair play for that. That's an, a bit of an incredible comeback.
0: That's very big of you because if it I was is. in your shoes, I would never say that, Kat. Well, I I mean... <laughs> I'm still,
2: I'm still raging. But do you Aye. know what? I, I've got so much love for Chris Thule, and He's a young manager. He's only 36 years old, and he's come in and he's put some spark and that side as well and yep. the players all love him the fans love him he's going to be really really sore today he's hurting yeah there but, will be you know so much potential there and all I can say is hopefully we'll take that momentum into next season and maybe come up next
1: year see going into that game yesterday Kat mm-hmm. Chris Doolan had only lost one out of 18 matches I mean incredible incredible I mean the guy transformed Partick Thistle they were had the momentum they were playing really yep. well and I did think they were really unlucky yesterday there was a moment in the game that I thought was a turning point just before the Ross County goal from the penalty spot that gave them the lifeline Mm. Tiffany was through in goal right down the throat of the goalkeeper he was he could have picked his spot and what did he do? he hit it straight to the goalkeeper see if he scores that if Tiffany scores that that's them in the Premier League that was four nil in aggregate. There was
2: a moment as well at the end of when um, oh, Banzo I, 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 missed a ban oh. and he, you know, he's and then he, he missed would the not, penalty. He would, but that's why you knew he was going to miss the penalty. I know you just felt he it. Knew didn't he you knew he was going to miss the penalty because he'd missed that sitter a wee bit earlier. earlier. and yeah. also going into the penalties because Ross County had had the break and they were yeah. on a high. You just knew where it was going. And Bannigan, though, thirteen a, years. What a horrible journey back down Aye. that long road.
1: How was your night last night, Kat? Pretty rubbish. Pretty rubbish. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ian.
0: That's all right. all right. Do you want to leave us now? <laughs> Kat, do you want to go home and have a good drink?
2: <laughs> I, I think I actually do. <laughs> right. I, I,
0: I'm,
2: I'm usually not a hugger and I just want cuddles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right Kat we'll let you get away thanks so much for coming on no bother and being so brave and being so nice to Ross County as well
2: whatever you know I wish them well but hopefully we'll be up next season and as I said to Chris Dillon and all the
1: players we gave it a bloody (gasps) good shot. Sure. Do you know what this means though? What does it mean? By you staying in the championship Uh huh. Stephen's team and your team oh. will be up against each other okay. to try and get promotion to the <laughs> Premier League so this might be a regular occurrence where you appear on the podcast. Oh fantastic, hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what we should do? Stephen should take you to East End Park uh-huh. for a day. Listen, then you-
2: Stephen's wedding was at East End Park, that's the best buffet I've had.
1: Had. I'm there in a heartbeat <laughs> They do do a good buffet East End Park yeah. So that's something We can plan next season We go East End Park With you Kat And then you can take us To Fur Hill
2: Right that's a deal We've got an ice cream shop Called Jack and Ellie's I'll treat you Stephen
0: Excellent Lovely Mine's is chocolate Okay
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is Kat away? Kat's away She's just walked To the studio in tears Do you want me To say something I didn't want to say It in front of Kat you can say it now, she, she definitely isn't here, she's gone I'm quite happy Ross County stayed up Because <laughs> it's quite funny Because you hear all the journalists And uh-huh. like, I'm in a couple of group chats And they're all moaning that they have to go to Digmore next season <laughs> And I think that's really funny
1: And the away, they'll, 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 by the way, the Hearts fans are raging as well
0: I know, I mean, I I think fair play to Ross County Fair play to Ross County You know, it was a great comeback from them yesterday and uh, let's move on to the decisions in the part of the Thistle-Ross County game. Now, uh, oh, I can't be bothered talking about the first game, to be honest with you. Dylan Smith got sent off. It was initially given as a yellow, got changed to a red. I think that was the right decision, yes? Yes. Okay, let's move on to yesterday then. So first of all, Thistle penalty. No, Kenny challenge and Ross Stocker inside the box. Nick Walsh went to the screen, stuck with his original decision, no penalty.
1: Oh, this is a tough one for me. I like the referee stood his ground and stuck with his original decision, but was he right to do so? I think it's 50-50. I'm going to say he got it right.
0: You know what? We've made a point a number of times this season about referees who go across to the screen yeah, and then change their mind, even though they probably shouldn't have. Yeah. So I think... Credit where it's due, I think he just about got it right. Nick I Walsh. agree with you. I think
1: he might have just got it right, but had he given a penalty and for showing at that time, then you wouldn't have disagreed with it either. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally, yeah. The Ross County penalty, so VAR spotted a Brian Graham handball, Nick Walsh reviewed it at the monitor, upgraded to a penalty. Correct decision? <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you hear Andy Walker's cool commentary on Sky yesterday? I didn't know Right. It. He was moaning about that. It was never a penalty. It was a penalty. There is no doubt about it, it was a penalty. Graham actually lifts his left arm and flicks the ball away. Mm -hmm. I mean, you literally can see him flick the ball away. I'm not sure what Andy Walker was watching, what screen he was looking at. I don't know if he was watching Jack Grealish in the FA Cup final or what, but that was a stonewall penalty. Even Brian Graham, the Partick Thistle striker, didn't even complain. He knew that was a penalty. Do I agree they need to look at the handball rule again? Yes, but even if they look at it and they tweak it That is still a penalty every day of the week
0: So yes, the referee got that right Ross County, Keith Watson given a red card A challenge, Scott Tiffany as I, don't even know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if he touched him Initially it was given as a red card Nick Walsh went across the monitor, downgraded it to a yellow It was as clear a yellow card as you'd ever see I don't Trick. even know how he thought that was a red card like I, I, I really don't get that It was one of those Total typical Cynical challenges I was just like That's a yellow card And when he brought out The red card I was like What are you doing I was like That will definitely Get overturned And it did Keith so, Watson knew Did you notice He didn't even
1: move From the pitch Of course He of actually course. went back To his position At centre half Because he knew He was not getting Sent off for that And uh, do you know what We've given VAR a bit of stick this season, but VAR, for me, worked perfectly yesterday. That's the reason why VAR is in place because, see, if VAR was not in place, Mm -hmm. one, you don't get the penalty that brings Ross County back into the game, and two, that red card would have stood because there's no VAR there to change it. So, for me, that's why VAR works, and I thought it was the best way it was implemented was yesterday.
0: Interestingly, all three decisions went in favour of Ross County. And rightly so, and because you can't
1: argue with any of the decisions. And there was nothing else really that Partick Thistle can moan about because I don't
0: think there was any decisions that went against them. It's not too much of a stretch to say that without VAR, Partick Thistle would be playing Premiership football next season. If it wasn't for VAR, then yes,
1: Partick Thistle would be in the Premier League right now. So VAR was only in place for those playoff matches against Ross County. And um, unfortunately for Partick Thistle, it's come back to bite them in the ass.
0: There was also a check on the Scottish Cup final as well. It was a badder. looked like a potential offside. Took ages, but it it was confirmed as onside. It was Jota over on the far left-hand side, I think, wasn't it? Yes, it it was. And you know what I actually said uh, on the show on Saturday? I was like, that's one of the ones if Jota had been a couple of inches further forward and he'd been offside, you'd have been raging because there was actually no need for no. him to be offside at all. Just but gets it, it right. It, but yeah, he was onside. So yeah. it was, the, again, correct decision. So, good weekend for VAR and the officials. And I thought the boy
1: yesterday for Partick Thistle, Ross County, was at Walsh? I think it was, yeah. Nick, he, Nick Walsh, yeah. yeah. I thought he had a good game and I thought he was brave to stick by his original decision. So well done to Nick Walsh and the VAR team over the
0: weekend. And finally, in a sentence, Ewan Cameron... How has VAR been in Scottish football this season? I think
1: it has not been as good as it should have been. I think we'll have learned many lessons over the course of the season and expect VAR to be in a much better position as of next season. And I don't think we'll be having as many arguments and heated debates about it as we have had this season. That's what I'm hoping. I could well be wrong, but let's hope, fingers crossed, that VAR is better next year
0: a very long one sentence but thank you very much The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron OK we are hurtling towards the end of the podcast so let's do if Scottish football was a we've been taking your shouts this week for if Scottish football was a video game there were some absolutely brilliant ones this week and loads of shite ones as well so if yours doesn't get read out you know why so you can give us a follow at Big Football Scott get your mentions in there so Alan Douglas said Gold's nigh. I love Golden as a wee boy No, oh, I wasn't a wee 19, Not a wee boy? 19, 19, <laughs> Aye, 1996 good one. I was a wee boy in 1996 <laughs> You certainly weren't uh, Alan Till says uh, Ryu Kent Ryu Kent? What game's that? Chris, you might need to jump on And explain some of these to us here well,
1: I'm, a, I'm a gamer But I don't know what that is Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter Oh, oh right. right, okay yeah. The character
0: Tekken A. Miller
1: Tekken, Te- I love Tekken Tekken Miller Finish him!
0: Andrew Edwards says, Andy Hallow Day. See, Halo, I'm, not, uh, Halo day. Ha- Halo
1: day. I'm not a Halo guy because that's an Xbox. I'm a PlayStation guy. Grand Theft Brottle. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> are, are you a gamer, Stephen? <sighs> you, you, On and not, off. Right, so you're not a gamer like I am. I mean, I play games. I am I, I'm online. I am arguing. How, at, how, what, every day? Most days I am, and I'm arguing with Americans.
0: Right, okay. I like that, winding that, them up. That doesn't surprise me in any way whatsoever. I like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that, and I've played. I played The Last of Us before it got made into a TV show as well.
1: One of the best games ever. Yeah, and anyway, we go on.
0: Andy King says Call of
1: Duty. That's one game I've never got into. I've tried it. Call I've, of Duty.
0: I've played it. It's quite good. No. Uh, Billy H says Super Mario Hatati. <laughs> That's not good. bad. Uh, Chrissy T Grand Turismo Bobaldi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see? There's a Grand Turismo movie coming out this year. Craig B says, Pokemon Brophy?
1: Never understood Pokemon. Hate it. Don't know what it is, why it's there, why, it's, why, why there's such a fascination.
0: Okay. Backpost says, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas Hinkle? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's good. <laughs> uh, street Fight Terry Butcher? Uh-huh. Fight Terry, yeah. yeah. Uh, Johnny Max says, Mario Carter Borich." I love Mario Kart. Oh, the amount great. of fun, a HUD with that. It was apart, so good. Apart from Rainbow Road, you don't want to go on Rainbow Road. No, Roads. you don't want to go on Rainbow Road. Uh, Peterhead, Dead Redemption. Really good game. <laughs> That's, That's actually game not bad. Well. That's
1: a cracking game. It's,
0: it's from the folk that make Grand Theft Auto as well. Correct. Uh, D. Hugh says, Neil Lemmings, Don Song Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Don Song Kong. Yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, Falker Daft says, Earthworm Jim Jeffries. F1. hated that game absolutely hated it uh, Gran Turismo Johnson very good uh, George Burns says Alan Raider. that is the game see for me that is the ultimate game Metal Izagiri Solid again another groundbreaking
1: game thoroughly enjoyed that made by what's his name Hideo Kojima absolute genius what he did with very little in the way of power and graphic capabilities on the, the, the original playstations was, um, was just genius
0: Loved them Jerry Taylor says Hooper Mario Brothers mm-hmm. uh, Boruch the Hedgehog <laughs> Not sure that works
1: <laughs> what, uh, Were you a Mario Or Son of the Hedgehog What was your favourite I mean I love both But what was your favourite
0: I think I had a Sega when I, was, I, had, well, I definitely had a Sega When I was growing up And I used to go to my mates And play Mario Kart
1: So you you're, you're Between the two then
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah I liked them both To be fair Kieran Connolly says Metal Gear Soul Bamba
1: Metal no. Gear Soul Bamba. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, it's all, yeah.
0: Mark Thompson says, Nintendo. Yes! <laughs> and I like good. this one as well. The last of Gus McPherson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marty Boyle says, Grand Theft Auto, Brian Rice City. Uh-huh. Very good. Uh, Meek says, The Ellis Sims. Michael Montignani. Sash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny Burgess says, Red Shred Redemption uh-huh. That's not bad at all Miko says Evander Snow Evolution Soccer That was the football
1: game That everybody wanted and played In the early days And then FIFA came from absolutely nowhere And has ruined Pro Evolution Soccer But that Aww. was the number one football game I
0: loved Pro Evo when It I was, was
1: so up. good It was the best game Everybody
0: played it And now they don't play it They obviously didn't have the licenses Paul Natini has a sort of spin-off band called Snake Derrick. Because Snake Derrick was uh, the name of a midfielder that played with Northern (laughs) Ireland. (laughs) I don't know who it was meant to be in real life, but some of the changing of the names is absolutely amazing. That's a whole topic in itself, I think, for another podcast. Manchester Reds. (laughs) Yeah, all of that stuff as well. Uh, Rhys McCabe's Odyssey. Abe's Odyssey, Yeah, remember, remember Abe's Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, uh, Rowan Vinecraft. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. Smiley Face says Silent Clint Hill. Uh, R.J. Demon says Alex the Kid McLeish. Uh, Medal of Connor Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robin says Stuart McCall of Duty. Uh, Love Street Fighter. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, Sean Good says Curtis Pac-Main. And uh, Cam CBO says halo halo alright oh, okay right yeah I get that one right right. Uh, thank you for all your tweets uh, you and Cameron who's the winner this week
1: oh there's some absolute crackers in there I think I'm going to go with
0: D Hughes donkey sung kong right okay good I'm glad you said that right so next week you're planning your holidays we're planning our holidays as well we've only got a couple of podcasts left so give us your best shouts for if Scottish football was a currency <laughs> you would of course have Dado Peso (laughs) Yen Danda Kroner Goldson (laughs) and uh, of course Penny Miller so there are 180 currencies recognised as legal tender in the UN and obviously you've got all the old European currencies as well we'll accept those as well like the the drachma and the peseta Uh and the and uh, the Italian lira and stuff like that as well so there we are Uh, that is just about it for this week a reminder of your task Ewan Cameron I have to um, get a guest on next
1: week who has won the Champions League or European Cup and it can be a player or a manager.
0: Yes, well done. So make sure you join us for episode 46, which is next week, because that's a wrap for episode 45. I'm Stephen Mill. He's you and Cameron. Thank you, thank you to Cat Harvey as well for joining us a wee bit earlier on as well. And thank you for listening throughout the entire domestic calendar don't worry we'll be back next week for a Champions League special with our special guest as well and we will know whether Ange Postecoglou will be the Celtic manager or not don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen and leave us a 5 star review plus head over to our Twitter and get your shouts in for the Scottish football was a currency get your tweets in for that we'll be back next week at the usual time with a brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast cheery bye for now cheery.